Hey, AfterBuzz TV listeners, want to share your opinions, give feedback, or tell us what you're thinking? Send us a voice message. Voice messages are an easy way for you to send us audio that might end up in the future episode of our after show. They're the latest feature from Anchor, the platform we use to publish and distribute our podcast to you for free. You can send us voice messages about all sorts of topics, questions you have for us, what the thought of the latest episode of this TV show, who we should have on the show, something you want us to do better, your best impressions of one of the characters anything you can think of. We'll see all your messages and we might add them into a future episode. Anchor makes that part super easy. You can send us a voice message right now from wherever you're listening. Just tap the link in the show notes. We can't wait to hear from you. Hey, After Buzzers, you're tuned into the season finale of SNL with Paul Rudd and DJ Khaled as the musical guest. We're going to talk about it. Stay tuned. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz <laughs> Hey, we're back one more time. Da, 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 da. We forgot the beat of the... What's the... What was the cold open of SNL's intro? Oh, don't stop. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All day in my head. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to like and subscribe, all that fun stuff. Before we get into it, I'm one of your hosts, Kelly McInerney. I'm here with Steph Sabri. Can't believe it's the finale. Yeah. Ant Man. <laughs> I'm I'm just Amy Maestri. <laughs> She's not just Amy Maestri. <laughs> You're the Amy Maserati. <laughs> Amy Maserati in the flesh. Woo! Hell yeah. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd, DJ Khaled. Were you guys excited? Did it live up to expectations? Tell me everything. Um, I was so excited for Paul Rudd. A huge Paul Rudd fan. DJ Khaled's been on my shit list ever since he said he doesn't go down on his wife. Same. Like, publicly, no. who says that? Yeah. Even if you're that much of a weirdo that you do, don't do that on your own. <laughs> don't say that out loud. Mm-hmm. Um, Still got a lot of famous friends, though. I know. And thank God. Otherwise, what would he have done? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. You brought up. But he just annoys me. I'm like, can I just hear them since you produced it? Let me just hear them. I agree. Yeah. He should have just sat in the corner. Yeah. He should have played like, like done like a Sia thing and just like put on a big wig and sat in the corner only not sing. I would not that. sing. Yeah. That's what he does. <laughs> <laughs> the, last, one. the last word of every round. Not sing. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like not seeing. No. Oh, no. <laughs> Never mind. Don't pull that clip. And let's jump into the Trump cold open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Trump's back. Trump's back. Uh, Alec Baldwin played him in the cold open. Little Don't Stop Me It Now. Uh, De Niro came back as uh, Mueller. I always want to say Mueller. I don't know why. Because it's spelled like it. Mueller. uh, And his whole family just singing Don't Stop Me Now. You know, real great. Um, I don't know. I'm just... It bums me out when they... I know it's supposed to be funny, but uh, they're right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, at at first I was like, oh, gosh, this is such a great song choice. Oh, God, this is such a great song choice. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Um, I did really love how I, they always kind of poke fun at this, like, and they find ways to to have the jokes about Pence just like being yeah. a closeted gay man. Totally. But I loved that, like, there was the progression of like the first line. It was like, I want to make a super straight man out of you, and then I want to make a Chick Fil A man out of you, and then I want to make a crazy sexy man out of you. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, 
I can appreciate that. That's exactly the part I liked. It was like the evolution of Pence becoming who he truly closeted is inside. Mm -hmm. But I don't even want him want to give him credit as being a gay man because he doesn't like gay. The gay community doesn't deserve Mike Pence. I mean, no, he doesn't deserve to be in the gay community. Yeah, but he's closeted something, probably demon. Maybe he just doesn't bone. Maybe he's just asexual and it's just. I don't like anybody. <laughs> so That's I'm going to ruin closest. lives. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can I just say that this was the creepiest I've ever seen Kate is Giuliani, and it was beautiful. Yeah. It was beautiful when she just came in and was so intense, and then getting to watch her play the guitar, too, like that. I know she wasn't playing. Calm down. It looked but, like it. She wasn't? I thought it was. I thought it couldn't be. Like, for a second, I was like, is that her? And then there was a moment where she wasn't on on cue at all. She owned it. <laughs> yeah, she did. But Robert De Niro's Mueller's, like, cheekbones, did you guys notice how, like, unsettling? They, they were just, like, cartoonishly big. Yeah. It, it's whenever I look at that, it's it's always a battle between, like, trying to pay attention to what he's saying Looking at those cheekbones and just being like, "How is Robert De Niro so bad at sketch acting?" Yeah. So bad. <laughs> and it's weird sing. because he's in a lot of, fu- or I mean, he's in Meet the Fockers, and he's so funny in it. But he, yeah, there's something about live sketch that he just cannot do, which is so funny to think that like Robert and, De Niro can't do something in acting. Yeah, mm-hmm. and every time he comes up, I'm like so happy, and then he can't read a single line f- just without messing up. So. Yeah, he's old. Maybe he can't see anymore. I still like him there. Yeah, I love, I love Bo- Bobby D. That's what I call. Bob. Just, just me. I don't know. Bob. Good We're old friends. Bobby D. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the the um, monologue, doing a little best man speech to SNL. Fun little thing. I liked when he was like, a thousand people have been on you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I like the twist. I wish it was bigger. Yeah, for the finale. Come on, it's the finale, guys. That was my big takeaway from this. Is that like whether it's a musical number, like behind the scenes stuff where they like go, you know, backstage or you know, like just something bigger. But I feel like if there was anyone that was going to perform like a best man monologue, Paul Rudd's perfect for it Mm -hmm. because he's just so lovable. And I just I love that man so much. His delivery on it was great. But yeah, I I wish it was a little bit more. Show some Avengers, dude. You know, like (laughs) I did like that line of oh, back when I was doing Marvel. So I was still pretty decent to people (laughs) before I was a Marvel in Marvel. That was the funniest line. I thought it was so short. Yeah, that was a really short monologue, and I was surprised because he is a total vet. He looked so comfortable up there, Mm -hmm. and I wanted everyone to get some warm champagne. I know, yeah, it's kind of weird. He called to it, and then it was just him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe they did in the audience. We didn't see. Yeah, to be fair, that's true. We don't know what goes on. It was okay. (laughs) Yeah, same. I agree. The time travel event, another spinoff of the whole alien sketch. Um, (laughs) But I think this one was, like, the worst one so far. Very, like, mellow. No crazy... Yeah, she, like, rode on Paul. But he just... Oh, he was fine with it. I like when the the hosts break a little bit or it gets out of control. She was... (laughs) 
Yeah, but it. I also felt this scene was short too. Sketch was short. Yeah, it was a little bit short. I feel like if Ryan Gosling, if this was his episode, he would have been in the corner in fetal position, crying, laughing because he yeah. can never hold it together in this. I can't believe Paul Rudd held it together. Like same, so many props to she Paul was Rudd <laughs> in his ear hole, like full on in his ear hole. I I thought it was hilarious. I don't. I like they. This is a reoccurring sketch, right? They've yeah. done at least something like this before. I think they've done Alien. three or four. This yeah. might be the fourth because I know they've done it twice with Ryan Gosling because mm-hmm. they brought him back basically mm-hmm. to just have Kate be like, yeah. "I'm going to torture you for four <laughs> minutes," and then they did it with um, uh, Ray Donovan. Oh, leave. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I really liked the sketch. Um, and I don't know how people keep a straight face when Kate's doing that. Yeah, and her yeah. lines were, I thought, were well written. I like, well, yeah, I liked it, but I just wish they went bigger. Because I feel like the first few, they went bigger for it. I think they got more and specific. More st- yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, I like, the, I, I always love when they do this, but I do think this was probably my least favorite of all the times that they've done it. I still, and it's hard to say because I, st- I still cracked up over it, but I think this one was going more for, like, shock and awe factor of, like, her licking. like sexually aggressive like time travel stuff going mm-hmm. on with like monkeys <laughs> so i think they're going more for that whereas in some of the older ones they would still have that aspect of it but then they would also get into like weird lines of like i could tell this guy wasn't like top brass like with the aliens <laughs> i just always remember that line because it's just so perfect and i don't think they got as like intricate with this one, but it was it was still funny, and it's mm-hmm. still always fun to watch her do this. Yeah, she's great. Uh, the next one was the Game of Thrones slash Grace and Frankie rap. Oh my god! What did you guys think of it? Because you guys are fans of. <laughs> if you if you're only listening and not watching right she's now, she's nodding her head. <laughs> they perfect. Both, they both chefs kissed the air. Italiano kiss. Yeah, it was perfect. Oh. I I love Game of Thrones, but I love. I love Grace and Frankie, and I think it's so underrated. I didn't even... He was bringing up facts I didn't realize. <laughs> like, Five Seasons' first original series to do that on Netflix. I think it... it like That's true, right? That's a that's a lot of seasons for a Netflix original. Mm-hmm. I think it was the first to ever do it. Such a good show. And even DJ Khaled was funny in this sketch, too. He had some funny lines. He's like, that's crazy! Oh, yeah. <laughs> Robert's sleep apnea? That's crazy! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really like, I mean, you couldn't get better than like going from Game of Thrones. And I love Grey Worm. Shout out to Grey Worm. Even though he annoyed me so bad. (laughs) Yeah, you know. Everything annoyed me so bad in that stupid finale. (laughs) What finale? (laughs) You know, that other smaller one that happened this weekend. No one's really paying attention to it. Anyways, Grace and Frankie. Yeah, I I think this, this was. Probably my favorite of the night or one of my favorites just because it was so well done. It was so funny. I love Grace and Frankie. Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin are goddesses that should be cherished by everyone forever. And and so I'm glad that Pete rapped about them. Yeah, they were Pete shirts. Pete could get it at the end. And Lily Tomlin tweeted after it and said, I'm going to play this video forever. (laughs) Oh, that's great. Yes. I I've never watched either show, but I liked it too. Just it was it's one of those shows. Even if you're not a fan of the show, it still was well produced. Pete can rap too. Yeah, yeah, that was good. It did good for him. <laughs> um, we're gonna skip the game the game show and talk about that later for the special segment. Do you guys want to just dig into DJ Khaled now? 
Sure. He had everybody on. That was cool. Another one. Yeah. Another one. Like another person. Another one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lil Wayne, Big Sean, Meek Mill, Lil Baby. There's mm-hmm. finally a rapper named Lil Baby. <laughs> Indeed. Hell yeah. Indeed. Someone's looking out for us. Yeah. Jeremiah, I'm missing somebody else. SZA, SZA. and John Legend. No, but somebody oh. else from the first one. But you get it. Um, so many. Really? You are? I thought you named everyone. Lil Wayne. Oh, Big um. Show. Did you say John Legend? Yeah. Okay. Thanks for listening. Sorry, he's just. <laughs> I know who he is. Do too. you? Yeah. Okay, this is the th- DJ Khaled just released his newest album, Father of Assad, which he, if you missed that, that his- part, you weren't listening because he said Father of Assad about 15 times. But- Almost as much as he said, another one. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely yeah. missed that because I just kept, I guess, zoning out. Yeah, it was. I thought everyone's individual performance was great. I love seeing Big Sean. Haven't seen him in a while. Meek Mill's always. He's a good performer. SZA's awesome. Those are people that have been on SNL mm-hmm. performing their own set. So it's cool to see them back. I love the Nipsey Hustle tribute. It was yeah. awesome that yeah. that he got on a track with John Legend and DJ Khaled before his untimely passing. So that part I really liked. And I'm glad that they did pay tribute to him in a way that was meaningful and powerful. But mm-hmm him as a whole like as a performer it just doesn't make sense like you're just a producer a hype man who produces yeah yeah no yeah i agree i think my the highlights of it for me were uh the nipsey tribute and then SZA. Mm-hmm. and it's funny too because <laughs> when you were calling out uh Khaled before this of do like the how he doesn't want to go down on his wife <laughs> literally right before i came in it spurred a like 5000 text conversation in my uh text conversation with a bunch bunch of my girlfriends about just like things that i can't say on air right now <laughs> but <laughs> Basically, we all share the same opinion. I'll keep it PG. In short. <laughs> I liked Lil Wayne, too. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. Love, I love Wheezy. Yeah. You do. Yeah. <laughs> and he is an SNL performer, too. This, yeah. Sl- this season. Sure. It was. It was last November. Okay. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> He he I've, barely could speak during that performance. So, oh, so yeah. this this was a, a more shining moment. Yeah, him, yeah, he, yeah. He was more visible. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. DJ Khaled's like if it's like if Mark Ronson started talking during his like Bruno Mars stuff. <laughs> Shut up! Another one. Oh, I hate him. Um, but I like his famous friends. <laughs> Fair. A weekend update. Uh, pretty fun. Pretty fun update. Uh, Janine Pirro. Uh, she was on because she um, said something bad about a Muslim woman, right? Shocking. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no Congressman. More. Yeah. Great. Uh, I l- did like how dumb she was with like the Cobra. Don't don't me arigato, Cobra Kai. Leslie's <laughs> <laughs> always great. It's, oh my gosh, this is one of my favorite impressions for Cecily. I think she just nails it because this woman really does just scream at you. And I loved the backstory of that it was because a waiter, because someone put a cranberry in her Cobb salad, so she yelled at the waiter and then got stuck in that volume. Um, I really appreciated this, though, because they had it turn into like fun physical comedy, too, which I think Cecily's really good about doing that with a lot of her characters on Update. She finds a way to make it physical, too, which is tough sometimes when you're doing sit-down comedy. Mm -hmm. And, like... Who doesn't love a good spit take? And when it's in the middle of a good impression, like sign me up all day. 
Yeah. And Colin was just cracking up. <laughs> he was just like having so much fun. Because then he had to still keep doing update all wet. And Che was wet too. It was great. I love, yeah, yeah, I agree. Every time you can do like a cheap little physical gag like that, I love it. Yeah. Sometimes it's needed, you know? <laughs> Steph, what did you think? Anything fun about um, it? No? No, I love this impression. I was just actually trying to confirm if Trump did call to save her from getting fired from Fox. It probably had to be. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was. I just wanted to confirm that because that makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. It's so crazy. That is, there are a few things that still shock me about him and kind of how people react to him. The whole Fox thing that it's appropriate for a president to call a network, call a network, which totally implicates the press is, is nuts to me. Mm -hmm. He's well, that's what he is. Nuts. Yeah. He's, um, And then they did their. I love the what they do every year. The, uh, the reading their jokes that they wrote for each other. But this time, Colin also fought back. Like they both did jokes to sabotage each other. I like that Colin started just like and just like this is a thing where we don't sabotage each other. It's just like a fun thing where we write jokes for each other. Yeah. Like, uh huh. <laughs> Let's get to it. <laughs> Great. That was so funny. White lightning. Yeah. Because oh I also finish in under 10 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> and the chimpanzee. Oh, man. I love I love that Che puts the most racist things in Joe's mouth, and he just is like, ah! As soon as ah! Joe says them, he's like, no, no, no. So sorry. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> I like it. this one when he was after he said the last one. He was like, you're going to get me murdered. <laughs> Literally. Um, do you guys have any other favorite jokes from Update before we get into the last guest? Yeah, uh, when they were talking about, um, what is his name? The, he's married to Trump's daughter, Ivanka Trump. Oh, yeah, Jared. Jared, Jared Kushner. Uh, sorry, I try to forget these people's names because they just scar my life every day. Jared Kushner <laughs> and, um, the other guy, and he was like, I wish I was a fly on the wall so I could see the all fly. the flies swarming their master. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so I good. loved, um, that, uh, what 400 million pieces of plastic look like. And then they had the picture of the Kardashians. That was easy and fun. Usually people, but usually people don't go after them that hard, I feel like, on network TV. I feel like they used to, but they forgot, like, they haven't in a while. They kind of forgot about them. They're like, we got bigger problems than these guys. Yeah. (laughs) But I loved that one. And then also um, the the gay character in Arthur, no one seems to care that Peppa Pig's head is a full-on penis. Oh, my God. Which, that (laughs) was so funny. Which I appreciated for multiple reasons, because I was actually in a sketch a couple years ago, ago called Penny the Pig. That's literally just talking about how, like, someone's pitching an idea for a children's show, and they're just like, that looks like a dick. (laughs) And no one else sees it, so plug for Penny the Pig. That's with uh, Katie, right? Did you do it with Katie? Yeah, Who used to be a host on this thing, if you've been watching for years. This is true, and actually, Katie and Kim, we were all in it, so, yeah. Well, well, SNL After Buzz reunion, but Mm -hmm. I loved that. And I also love, too, because let's call out Arthur, the gay character on Arthur in Alabama, also, been saying that they're not going to play that episode of Arthur. So, you know, we'll just... Great people down talk, there. Toss that out there for right now, Ugh. too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of Alabama, Leslie Jones came out and crushed it. Crushed it. With her ha- wearing a Handmaid's Tale outfit. 
and just like owning it. I, I don't find like I am not the biggest Leslie fan, but when she does it well, she kills it. You know, mm-hmm. even calling Jost like you flat white privilege latte <laughs> instead of what she always calls it, like a yeah. lovely thing. When she's doing stand-up, she's at her best. Yeah. She's such a stand-up comedian, and she's so much more comfortable interacting with it. She can go off her cue card. She knows what she's saying. She delivers it the way that you think Leslie Jones could deliver stuff. Mm-hmm. But this was perfect to me. I think it was exactly what everyone needed. Because it is a scary topic, and it's really stressful if you think about what they're trying to do, which is get Roe v. Wade overturned in the Supreme Court. Um, and women actually will die, but this is why comedy exists, so that people like Leslie Jones can put light into it and make us realize that we're not alone, like we're all fighting this. And when she said, I'm Leslie Dracaris, <laughs> that bitch Jones, I wept inside. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so, so good. So like, good. And I wish Leslie would do more stuff like this, because like, we always talk about the difference between Pete and Leslie, the two comics who come on and will just do bits, you know, they'll just, mm-hmm. you know, essentially just do that. And I think normally she just goes up there and like yells about how she wants a man or something, and I'm just like, well, okay, enough of this. But this was so good. She brought so much power and passion to it. She made so many good points, mm-hmm. but still like brought so much of that like Leslie flair to it, too. Um, I just, I, I loved all of it. And at the end where she's just like, I'm sick Six feet tall, there ain't no box big enough to hold me. I was like, yes. <laughs> I would love instead of like doing the stupid head reading the headlines cold open, just have like Leslie sum it up every update. You yeah. know, just be showing her passion and stuff. I don't know. I loved it. I love too because it's like people are arguing about like oh like baby like the age of babies in the womb and stuff but it and like oh i don't know i liked how she was like when women have a choice then we have freedom yeah you know and people forget that that's totally true yeah i the only thing i wish she did more was when she was getting on a roll and being like this looks like a lipitor commercial <laughs> this looks like the mug shots out of a saloon parlor or a massage parlor yeah. and i i wish she went like 10 beats longer i thought yeah. she was gonna say yeah I would have liked that. I did like how she just kind of like like played it down to it was just being like, women are the same as humans. <laughs> hey, everybody. Before we move on to our next topic, I do want to let you know about Anchor because Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It gives you everything you need in one place for free, just like this show, which you can use right from your phone or computer. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great, just like this one. And they'll even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere podcasts are heard, like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google podcasts and so many more you can easily make money from your podcast too with no minimum listenership get started today by downloading the anchor app or you can go to anchor.fm all right guys let's get back to the show (laughs) that's such a good line (laughs) like seriously that's a like we're really not asking for much Mm -hmm. before we get into anything else steph do you have something to tell the audience thank you guys i see you in the chat tim reno 72 daryl um and we just want to thank you guys for rocking with us. Uh, we definitely agree with a lot of your comments that Pete Davidson proved he has 10 times more talent as a rapper than DJ Khaled. Yeah. I'd have yeah. to definitely agree with you. Mm-hmm. But anyways, one way that you can keep us moving along with these after shows, even though this is our last episode of the season, we'll be back next season. We do a lot of other after shows at After Buzz TV. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that like button. Leave us a comment after this video ends. If you're listening on iTunes, give us those five stars 
leave, leave us a review there because, like I always say, they're extra feisty and spicy, and we love them even more. But other than that, thank you guys for joining us all season long. You've made it so fun. Woo! Woo! Yeah! Fun and feisty and spicy. spicy. And all that nice Dracaris fire and ice. Now I just want Del Taco. <laughs> I don't know. I heard spicy. <laughs> and we lost Kelly for the rest of the episode. <laughs> Goodbye, Kelly. Uh, uh, the fancy party music, music box. Just a short, dumb, silly sketch that they, uh, they did it similarly with the Thanksgiving, forgetting a song. And recounting it, and it's just a silly, dumb song. What did you guys think of this fun fart song? I thought this was so stupid. (laughs) And then when the Twilight Zone thing came up, I realized it was a play on something I don't understand because I don't watch the show. But also... It, it didn't make sense either because, like, Jordan Peele introduces it and stuff, but he doesn't interact in the scene like Keenan did. Yeah, the, yeah. well, I didn't know that. I had yeah. to ask someone who watches The Twilight Zone, I said, are there multiple storylines going on at once to prove different points? Mm-hmm. And they said, yeah, that happens. So I guess that makes a little bit more sense because between Kyle Mooney... Um, Kyle Mooney's role, the daughter's role, Paul Rudd's role, Keenan's role, Cecily's role, each of them were proving a different point, kind of. Especially Kyle Mooney. Like, I don't know what he was doing. You really read into this. Yeah. (laughs) Like, but it didn't play into the... Am I wrong? Like, Kyle Mooney's random lines had nothing to do with anything. Oh, how mean he was to his daughter. Steph's like, let's play out the the psychology of this Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree, because that was one of my things when I was looking at the sketch I was like I'm really frustrated by it because I wanted to like it for so many reasons because yeah I think it's a fun device whenever it's like this weird song and everyone's like you're crazy that's not a song and then they're like oh no wait I can sing it too and like adding everyone in Mm -hmm. is a fun device to use when done correctly but it was weird that out of a short sketch which I appreciate and love when they do them short this was three and a half minutes it took them almost a minute and a half to get to the game so they had a minute and a half of just like Things that had no payoff in the end or made no sense or didn't contribute in any way to the actual game of the sketch. So I was just kind of like really frustrated. I was like, I was like waiting and waiting and waiting. And I'm like, oh, cool. So that was a minute and a half of a three and a half minute sketch that had no purpose yeah. mm-hmm. for it. And then Keenan came on and it made everything worse. Yeah. Yep. Just aggravated. Mm-hmm. It's a bummer. I agree. Salt in the wound. Yeah. All right, let's not talk about it anymore. <laughs> Paul Rudd was adorable as an old man. Though. Yeah, he was great. <laughs> he's great no matter what he does, and he's like he's fifty, and he plays Paul Pete Booty, whatever his name is, Buttigieg. Buttigieg, <laughs> who's thirty-seven, and he's fifty. Yeah, dude, he he doesn't age. He doesn't age. It's he in, does not he's age. He's like the first white man ever to crack aging. <laughs> yeah, how did he do it? I don't know. He still looks like like if he put on a flannel shirt and like played hacky sack, he would still look like he was in Clueless. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the View sketch. That's the one I uh, I'm talking about where he played Pete. Uh, yeah, Buddha Judge. Buddha Judge. Yep. You got to listen to Trump say it in that rally that they they Buddha played. Buddha Judge. Buddha Judge. 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 I liked that they brought the View sketches back because I remember back in the '90s they would crush the View sketches. But now I'm kind of out of touch with the new View cast. Um. 
I think they crushed the last view sketch. This one felt horribly timed. I feel like yeah. no one was in sync at all. And no. yeah. it made me hate Megan McCain more than I already do. <laughs> <laughs> It did feel like very like poorly put together. I'm kind of wondering how like the dress version of this went, Work, or yeah. if they had issues with it, or if they had to do last minute rewrites, or if it was just one of those things where it kind of didn't quite work. I did love that um, when when Cecily's uh, Abby Huntsman is that her name? Sure, Abby. Sure, okay. Yeah. Um, she was like you know pad thai like the Japanese noodles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, like little things like that were funny in this, but it just it felt forced to me. For them to do that, I actually, after Leslie's great update thing on on the abortion bans and everything going on, I wish that they had found a way to do a social commentary sketch that wasn't on the nose, that mm-hmm. wasn't Leslie just, like, throwing it down, which I'm glad she did, but then not, like, the view talking about it or in a news sense, like, actually have, like, some sort of actual political commentary sketch with normal people mm-hmm. rather than seeing this sketch where it was like, let's force this issue a little bit and then let's have... Him come on to do. Pe- I think they were just like he has a young face. Let's do Pete Buttigieg in a sketch. Yeah, yeah, it was a very insider's joke that they all like Joe Biden. A lot of people wouldn't know that. I don't mm-hmm. know. It just felt weird. Yeah, yeah, it was a weird add-on joke yeah. thing. Yeah, that they all zoned out about him. Yeah, well, it's true. All the older white women are voting for Joe Biden. Yeah, <laughs> cool. And all of us are like, no. No. <laughs> I did for some reason laugh at that. I love the line too where he was just like, I'm ready to work. As you can see, my forearms are exposed. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's such a like that's a Buddha judge always does have like he always he's ready to work. Same with uh, Texas guy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Ready to work. Yeah. Always. They're young guys, ready to work. Get it? <laughs> like that. There you go. Kyle and Leslie have another a sketch. I guess they haven't done it since last year, huh? Yeah. And they have sex. They do something that I think I could speak for the three of us. I'm not sure, but they did something that we wanted to do. Fuck Paul Rudd. Have sex with Paul Rudd. <laughs> it's already been said. Oops. You can't just retract it quick. That's <laughs> the last one. Who cares? Um, I thought this was fun. I think this is one of my favorite ones of theirs because it was, it like, brought the, you know, fake stuff, but also made it real. Does that... But it's still fake. You get it. I thought it was so (laughs) serious. Yeah. Like, it was, like, only became not so serious when Paul Rudd came into the room. He's like, it smells like sex everywhere. (laughs) They sang. It was romantic. I think they needed to get there sooner, Way sooner. There was so much buildup that I was just like, I'm just uncomfortable more than anything right now. Like, I know it's going to get funny someday, but until then, I'm just going to be a little uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Like, they were both so serious. I mean, props to them. Like, great... Great, great acting. I would ship them. I just, it was, I feel like I invaded their space. Kyle's singing is very high. It is. It was, it was lovely. I thought it was fake at first. I thought it wasn't his voice. Um, and then the next sketch is the Ouija board demon girl, uh, Belle Thor, who, uh, you know, just wants to have friends, I guess. I like that Melissa is doing more stuff. I'll put that out there. But I think they could have had way more fun with this, and it was very rushed and just like, oh, be friends with her. Okay, bye. You know? What would you guys think? 
Yeah, I wanted a lot more from this because mm-hmm. Melissa's like presentation of everything was great and the way that she just came out really strong and then was like, oh, yeah, no, it's I realized that as soon as I said it, like stupid. It's, yeah, it's too late for a movie. <laughs> I think she was playing it really well. But yeah, it just felt like a like a thrown together. It felt like an end of, end of night sketch. Like it was just yeah. kind of thrown together. Um, everyone was great in it individually. I loved Paul Rudd's contributions of like the weird dad who at the end was like really intense about it, too. Um, but, but yeah, it never all, it never really came together for me. Yeah. Props to makeup though. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be a playoff, uh, Big Mouth's female hormone monster. I would have loved that. Would have loved that. Yeah. Uh, but it didn't go there. So. No. Next time. Uh, and now our special segment, Amy, break down that game show sketch. Okay, Kelly. I will. <laughs> First of all. Stop letting Keenan do every game show sketch. Yes. Let Mikey Day do it. Let Beck Bennett do it. End of discussion. Um, no, so I, I really like this one. There are a lot of other sketches I actually thought about covering in this one, but I, I never really talk about game show sketches, and they're such a great device when you have a fun idea and you're not really sure how to implement it. A lot of times that's a good way to go. Um, and I liked that right away you're like, okay, all these guys are weird, but I don't know why. And I appreciated the justification of uh, the host just being like, well, I guess this is what we get at 2 p.m. on a weekday. Like, those are the only people available. Um, A lot of times they'll do this with, like, more of a fish-out-of-water scenario where one person is different, whether they're the normal one or there's two people who are the kind of more normal ones and there's one that's off the wall. And I kind of liked that all three of them were just equally bad at this game and in very different ways. Um, A sketch like this is all about specifics. We talk about specifics so much in comedy, but it's because it's so important. Those little extra details that you add. And so that's why these sketches, I feel like, in pitch rooms are the most fun to listen to or the most fun to think about because you really just start getting deeper and deeper and deeper. And in this one... They had a lot of great ones. Um, even within, like, the one line, they had a great um, escalation um, just within one line of, like, always, like, they're upping their stupidity in each one. I think it was Paul Rudd of, um, oh, she sees her twin is in the fish tank and she can't get out. That's not a fish tank. It's a mirror. Uh, the where the where are the fish? So uh-huh. it's that quick, really yeah. fast back and forth. Um, I'm sure, like, if you looked at this script on page, it's like boom, 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 boom. And that's what you want in a sketch like this where the pacing has to keep up. Um, with everything. I loved uh, 80 right away, just kind of being weird and just calling him daddy. Like, there was a weirdness about everything <laughs> that was going on, and you were like, I, I just, I don't care why everyone's weird. I don't need reasons for anything. I just think that this was, it was really strong, and it reminded me kind of of, like, a Celebrity Jeopardy throwback, because that was kind of their thing, too. It was, like, dumb celebrities on Celebrity Jeopardy and a chance for Will to do his um, Alex Trebek, but it was almost kind of that same thing, where it's like, who can out-stupid the next one? Yeah. Um, But I I thought everyone's performance in it was really good. Keenan didn't make me want to, like, actually kill him in this. I just only slightly wanted to hurt him a little bit, so props on that. Everyone else was really great in it. And I loved the ending of Paul Rudd just kind of going up and staring yeah. at the woman i thought he was gonna keep talking no he just he just stared <laughs> at his like, wife yeah at, at his wife <laughs> um so yeah i, I thought it was fun mm-hmm. i love so the specificities cool. like the fish tank thing yeah that was cool and then we we're gonna have one more special segment since it's the last episode what was the favorite sketch of the season for everybody we we unanimously decided, right? Yeah, I think we so, did. Yeah, it's got to be bathroom. Uh, yeah, bodega. bodega bathroom yeah. wins it. <laughs> 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 
Congratulations. That was eight <laughs> sketches in one, so. It yeah. was great. That was, was so good. That was a thing of beauty. That whole, that was my favorite, I think, episode. Mulaney's episode. There was a ton of strong stuff in that. Mm-hmm. I think Jason Momoa had a surprisingly strong, well, not surprisingly, because he's so fun. I think he had a really good episode. Your girl Emma Stone had a great episode. I'm trying to think if I had any other favorites. I think somebody else, the Christmas one usually is good, but I don't remember. Anyways. Yeah, I don't know. Mulaney crushes it. And Bill Hader. Bill Hader's was fine. Was that one? I don't remember. No, he wasn't a host. He just came on. No, Uh, but he hosted and there was no Stefan. Oh, yeah. That's why I was like, he didn't host. But he also <laughs> came for count. John's show, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what yeah. it was. Yeah, that, that he was there. He was there for that show because he did the open or not the yeah. opening. Um, it was the first sketch of the night, that game show. Because, again, another great game, game show host is Bill Hader. Mm-hmm. Um, the best, yeah. I would say. Yeah. yeah. But then, yeah, he didn't do Stefan and everyone was like, what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah, what the yeah. I did like Opera Man and uh, Andy Samberg, <laughs> Adam Sandler. <laughs> Uh, that was great. Actually, the Romano Tours sketch that I broke down for Anatomy of a Sketch that week for the Adam Sandler episode, that was one of my favorites of the season, too, actually. I think that was just such a fun, like, silly sketch. Mm-hmm. A lot of good ones. Yeah. A lot of bad ones, too, for sure. But, you know, <laughs> there's some good. Um, but overall, fun season, guys. Yeah. We did it. We, we did. did it. Until next season. Amy. Oh. Do oh, you some... want? Oh, you want to do some news? I'll and just gossip? say it on my outro. Oh shoot, sorry, I forgot. No, about it's that. okay. Well, anyways, you guys, thank you for tuning in to us all season long. Thank you to Kelly for being the best moderator ever. She always knows timing. So, <laughs> news and gossip is quick and short. Colin Jost got engaged finally to Scarlett Johansson after two years of dating. Oh wow! Um, I went to a, a meeting cute. in L.A. downtown L.A. Pershing Square in support of women's rights, abortion rights, and I held a sign with our girl Leslie Jones on it. Um, from this sketch, actually, I got it printed, and yes, that's it. You but can you see her, it on her Instagram. Yeah, my Instagram, nice. where you can find me at Steph Sabra on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you guys so much. Let's keep in touch until next season. Yeah, yeah, hell Amy. yeah! This was a super fun season to do, guys. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Amy Maestri. I'm just on there usually praising Steph for all the cool things that she's doing and speaking out for women's rights and just like human rights because remember, <laughs> women are just like humans. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm Kelly McInerney, Twitter and Instagram Holly Weirdo. I'm usually just uh, there doing the same thing. I don't know, not 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 making a difference. Mostly telling poop jokes. <laughs> Till next season. Bye. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 